Tyler and Corey from Red Rocks Worship. Welcome to the God Rock Show, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having us. us. Uh, you've got a big team. We've got two of you here now, but how many in the greater team that makes up your group? I think there's 10 of us. Yeah. How long have you been together for? Well, you know, we are the worship team from Red Rocks Church in Denver, Colorado. And so as our church has been growing, we have you know, added new worship leaders and new teammates. So um, I would say we've been doing this like full time for the last five years, writing music for our house and, and recording as a team. So probably the last five years. That surely wasn't the, the dream at the start. The dream wasn't to have hits on the radio. No. Where did it start for you guys then? Honestly, we started a, a multi-site um, church, you know, and we couldn't agree on which songs to sing. <laughs> we just couldn't. So we, we thought, well, what if we sat down and wrote songs together? If we could do that, maybe we could agree, like, we should sing that song at church. And so we started doing that. Every Friday, we would write together. Um, and then the first song that we ever wrote was Fill This Place. That was a song that, like, kind of worked for our church, and the church gravitated to and then slowly but surely, we just started putting stuff out. Our church really latched on to it. And, and then here we are, like God has just kind of opened some doors that honestly we didn't expect because the whole thing was let's write music for our mm-hmm. house at home that we could all agree upon that we should sing at our church. So birthed out of an argument, basically, is what you said. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> at what point in the process did you realize that um, we're going to have to upskill here. Like, all right, you can play a guitar. Who's doing drums? Who knows anything about lyrics? Because most worship groups, you know, will take from other churches, which is great. How did you put the band together and say, all right, what are we doing here? Yeah, I think that was a long and intense learning curve <laughs> where all of us, I think just the nature of being at a church, working at a church, uh, you wear a thousand hats. Yeah. You know, uh, you do a thousand different things. But with the group, you, you kind of have to learn like, oh, this is what I feel the Lord has gifted me with mm-hmm. or put, in, put into me to release. Um, and what he's gifted and put into Tyler to release is different. And so we, all, we had to painfully find our lanes and be like, okay, this is where I feel he's leading me. And that's Tyler's lane. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to celebrate him. And he's going to celebrate me. So it's just a, a lot of community working together. Mm-hmm. How does jealousy not creep into this process? Oh, well, we've all had it. Yeah, really? I mean... Real talk, like, at least I have. He wanted, I'll raise my hand. Um, we did. No, you know what? Honestly, when we signed our first record deal and we started doing this thing, like, on a bigger scale, um, I think all of us had to kind of face that monster of, like, wanting to be the guy or the girl on that song or that song on the record because if we found, like, validation in it and value in it and all these things. And then over time, the Lord just, you know, kindly corrected us and got us to where we need to be. And I think that we found that there's just blessing on the other side of unity. And back to what Corey was saying, when we found our lanes that we like really excel and I excel in this lane, you excel in this lane, you, you know, so on and so forth. Then, and we became unified, right? Then there was a blessing on that. And I think that's what we've been experiencing, even with this last record, you know, these songs that are, that the Lord's using. I think it's because one, God is really good, but two, I feel like God is like blessing the unity that we have fought really, really hard mm. for at our church and on our team. When's, when did the light bulb moment kick in? When all of a sudden you're, you're singing in church on the weekend, you write a few songs together, all of a sudden you get some traction and you're like, oh, okay, I think we're heading in this direction now. When did that sort of awaken in you I guys? I think 2020. I mean, the year of the dumpster fire, like Corey always says, but the pandemic, you know, um, we had to close all the doors to our church 
and we became an online campus is what we became, um, which meant then that all of our worship leaders, all of our focus, everything went to this online campus, this one church experience. It wasn't this one and this one and this one. It was just this one. And that's when we, we started writing over Zoom, and we, we started talking like, hey, what do we need to write for our church right now? What, what, do we, what lyrics do we need to put into the mouths of our people as they're going through these uncharted waters and like crazy times? Um, that's when I feel like we really found our voice as Red Rocks, Red Rocks Worship, which is the sound of Red Rocks Church. You know, I think we found it right then, um, really working together and realizing like, man, this thing is just so much bigger than me getting a song on a record. It's so much bigger than me getting my face out there or my name somewhere. Um, it's literally about our house and about putting faith-filled anthems into the mouths of those people. So that way, Monday through Friday, man, they can like go after the Lord even when they don't have the words. Um, what goes through my head is practicality. So all of a sudden we talk about traction, there's album sales and you're invited to play somewhere. And all I can think of was who's going to lead worship on Sunday night when you're in LA? Like, how did you navigate through that? I think we're still navigating. <laughs> yeah. uh, the reality is... Uh, I mean, you could be le- left without a worship team, or do you, leave three, <laughs> do you leave three or four behind and say, all right, it's your turn to stay home? I think that's what we're finding is... There's, there's two really important things we're finding. Number one is we have to get really serious about developing and training mm. and like inviting people into that process. Um, be, honest feedback has been so important yeah. for our team to be like, hey, that was like almost it but like not quite and let's actually get into the nitty-gritty of why um and the second thing is that you know it just it takes again it takes everybody that's a part of our team at home to realize like hey this is my lane i'm i'm going to be at the arvada campus and this is my campus this is like what i'm charged from the lord to protect and oversee um and so it just takes a lot of humility on literally every part to practically work. You've got such a big group. There's going to be, at times, egos, as you've admitted. There's going to be fights along the way. When hasn't it worked? And I, I love the fact that you guys seem really honest. Mm-hmm. So when were there times where you're like, oh, I'm not happy today? Ooh, man, good question. I yeah. think I, I can answer. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I think I feel this just overall in, in life, but for me, it's been times where I have felt um, like there were pieces of me that I had to shut down in mm-hmm. order to allow space, which felt constricting. It felt really uh, kind of claustrophobic to me. Um, I feel like one of the things the Lord taught me in that, though, was there were pieces that, even though I didn't see it or understand it, there were pieces of me that were worship. They were worshiping something different yeah. than the Lord. And I felt like he was just always showing me, like, hey, you got to look, look here, only look here, up. look at me, look at me. Um, and I, I even realized, like, I would I would worship the way people would respond to mm-hmm. our worship, which mm-hmm. is I think a noble thing maybe, but it's still an idol compared yeah. to the person of God. And so, um, yeah, I think that that's sometimes for me where I've I've really struggled. Does it ever weigh on your heart to think that you know young church groups around the world are watching what you do and use it as a model for for their church? Hey, we've got a group and we sound okay and. You know, when half of us have auditioned for a, you know American Idol or whatever, yeah. um, do you see yourself as that role model? And then, what sort of pressures come with that? You know, I never thought of it that way. Um, I hope that we are a role model, and I hope that we're showing people how to do it the right way. Um, we've paid some prices to be here, and some some things that haven't always gone well. Um, well you, so, know, you know, when you say that, you got to follow that up. Yeah. So, yeah. so the, w- w- I just mean like, I just mean like, you know. To be to be uh, 
to be doing what we're doing. I mean, we, we're worship leaders at a local church. That's what we are. And so, with hits. Thank you, Lord. You know. Yeah. But in order to do that, there's like <clears throat> there's a lot of there's a lot of humble pride, you know, or humble pie, I should say, that you got to eat because the pride gets in the way. And we've we've talked about like we've done it wrong before. We've made we've made trying to get the church to lift their hands and sing the songs like we've made that I have made that the idol. I have made my lead pastor on the front row trying to get him to tell me good job at the end of service. You know, I've made that an idol. None of that is the main thing. The main thing is connecting with the Lord, giving Him praise, giving Him worship. And then, as we do that, we set the table for God to move with the people in the seats. Because that's really what it's all about, you know. And so, I hope that we're, I hope that we're modeling this well. I hope so. Um, but the truth is, is like, I don't know. I just want, I just want to like make Jesus famous. I want to make heaven more crowded. And I want to do it through these songs. I want the songs that we write... I want them to be, um, you know, sung and played over the loudspeakers of people's homes Monday through Friday when it's like the darkest days. It's like, no, but we turn on breakthrough. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm going to have a breakthrough today, but God, I'm gonna, I remember that one song, so I'm going to listen to it. Or I'm going to say, I see joy rising. I, I hear, you know, you know, whatever. Like, I trust that because that's who you are, even though I don't feel it. That's what we want. I, I keep coming back to a word with you guys, and the word is release. So, you know, you're accountable to other pastors, you're accountable to people in your church. There must be a lot of um, forgiveness, grace and release. All right, the guys are now doing this, we need to cut them a bit of slack. Um, the guys are now going to experience this, we need to support them in that. Is that a part of the process for you guys? Yeah, I mean, I think that the reality is... We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> if you couldn't tell. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, here, here's what I know how to do. I know, I know how to like offer myself as a sacrifice to the Lord and say, hey, I want, I want you to be the recipient of everything I have to give. I know how to do that. And if people want to look at me doing that, they can't because I, I have learned how to do that. Practically, I think what we're learning is at our church, it's hard. And it is ever-changing. It is, it is a chameleon that depending on which week it is, not even season, like, but depending on the week, this is where we have to lay down, and this is where we have to plant our feet, and this is where we have to give in, and this is where we have to stand up for something. It's always changing, and it's always, we have to be so connected to the Holy Spirit to understand, like, hey, give me wisdom to know mm-hmm. and to shut my mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much that's ever-changing. must be exciting to see the impact you're having locally, nationally, internationally. Talk to me about the impact, what feedback you're getting, how are you changing lives through what you guys have started? Man, he said it earlier, we, I, we are local church worship leaders that have our heads down all the time, going, 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 going. Like Thursday is our pre-record, Thursday night is young adults, Sunday we have multiple services, and then it just... Sunday always comes back around, you know? So every once in a while, um, like in this moment, we get to poke our head up a little bit and like hear and see like what is actually happening, you know? Um, the feedback has been mind-blowing. It feels, it, it's just so humbling to see what God is doing with these songs because the truth is, again, we wrote them for our church, for the people of our church, for the people who are sitting in those seats, right? And to hear stories around the world, like we just did our first ever tour and we had a guy from Australia actually fly to Dallas just to come to our worship night. And he was talking about how um, our songs and our Red Rocks Church online experience is like what got him through the quarantine time in Australia. And we're like, are you, 
are you kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. we had any part in that? Like, it sure, it sure is, you know, we don't, we don't deserve that. And hard to believe that that's happening. Um, I mean, you yourself said sometimes you, you, your head's down, you're in the bubble. Um, it can be work. It, it's life. What was life like before God? Do you remember? Before COVID? No, before God in your life. Oh, man, yes. I have a bitter taste in my mouth from that season. Uh, yeah, I think for me, I, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. And really difficult, dysfunctional um, upbringing. And I remember being just angry. And I was, I was kind of, before Jesus, I, was, I just thought people that needed religion, uh, they were weak-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, or need, needed something to lean on because they couldn't handle the realities of life. And the truth of the matter is I was so heavy and broken. So broken. Um, but then I went to a youth camp and encountered the, the presence of God. And I mean, I'm talking the weight of Texas lifted off my shoulders. And I remember just crying because I was like, I didn't know that life could feel like this. Um, I, I think I was, I was weirdly combative, which is not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say is like a, a piece of my character anymore, no. a piece of my personality. Weirdly combative just because I was exhausted all the time from feeling shame and feeling like I was hiding from everybody, feeling like I needed to keep everyone away so that they wouldn't be infected <laughs> by the, the gross stuff inside of me. Yeah. But yeah, after Jesus, man. P- people watching for the first time, coming across your music, how do you present Jesus to the world? Man, I'm sorry. I'm, Go for it. Man, I think what I would say is there's so much that Jesus wants to clean and heal in your heart. Mm. And there's going to be so much of a temptation for you to want to hide and reframe in your mind so that you don't let this perfect, good God, he is perfect, I don't know why I did this, <laughs> perfect, good God down. Um, but how I, how I love the way he introduced himself to me is, hey, you don't have to change anything right now. We're going to do that, be- and not because I'm angry or mad, but because I just have a better way for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the time being, um, can you just encounter, the, maybe for the first time, peace? Wow. For the first time, maybe you can like take a breath. And I think that's the way that he likes, that's the way he chose to introduce mm-hmm. himself to me, you know.